0: You are Locked On Padres, your daily San Diego Padres podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Padres podcast, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day for Friday, March 12th. As always, I am your host with sometimes, occasionally, but certainly not always, the most Javier Reyes. You might be familiar with some of my baseball-related writing work at places like Baseball FYI and Friars on Base, or my more non-related baseball stuff and more entertainment-related writings at places like Nerdist, Mental Floss, Film Cred, Film Inquiry, and many more, and hopefully many more to come. Uh, of this here Lockdown Padres podcast, guys, you can check out and follow the Twitter page for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres, or you could check out my personal account, which is Javapeno, which is J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. Hit me up on either of those two accounts with any questions, comments, or concerns that you might have, and I'll do my very best to answer them and even sometimes answer them Right here on the show. How cool is that? I'll interact with you guys. That's how selfless and cool. I'm a cool dad. I'm a cool dude. Uh, but and, and speaking of cool, uh, today's episode is going to be somewhat not cool. It's a little bit of a grab bag. Going to be talking about uh, last night's game against the Cleveland Indians. Going to recap the game, some of my thoughts on that. Talk about Cleveland a little bit, what I think of them, about them, because I actually think they're relevant to all of baseball right now. Then going to be talking about Trent Grisham in the next part, and then going to close things out, because I want to talk about one of the bigger general baseball stories that happens this week, uh, which was the Texas Rangers announcing that they'll be back to 100% capacity. You know, it's a year basically since the pandemic kind of uh, kicked up, and then I'll preview next week's uh, shows, which I think are going to be really, uh, really fun, hopefully. You know, we're, we're inching closer and closer to opening day. At a snail's pace, it seems like sometimes, especially for someone who has to plan this here podcast every day. But nevertheless, we are getting there slow and steady. So let's get right into this game recap, guys. The Padres won against the Cleveland Indians uh, by a score of 5-4. to four. In terms of the Padres pitching, it was Mr. Joe Musgrove. Cotton Eye Joe, some may say. Uh, he goes three innings, giving up two runs on four hits with a walk and one strikeout. So not the best type of outing from him, especially from a team like Cleveland. Some people may be alarmed and maybe a little bit um discouraged by this outing. I tell those people do not worry about it, who cares? But they might be discouraged saying thinking that, you know, most people probably can't name like two offensive players of the Cleveland Indians. I know that the Padres fans can because they're going to know Jose Ramirez, obviously superstar player, and they're going to know Austin Hedges, of course. But besides that, really not a lot here. The only other person I know of is Bradley Zimmer, who I remember being a top draft pick and it might have been something, but I don't believe basically throughout his whole career he's kind of really had that highest OBP he's ever had is 307, just for you guys to to kind of have an idea of, of, of just how much of a not much of a good player uh, Bradley Zimmer has been. But enough about that. Um, Yeah, Musgrove is one of those guys, and we're going to be talking about this more next week, actually. uh, And I'll get into why later at the end of the pod. Uh, Musgrove is going to be very interesting. I am very excited for this guy. I think he's a very good buy-low candidate from Peller, but uh, we're just going to have to see him. We're not going to know immediately, even on opening day, because he's probably the fifth starter. So that'll be interesting. Not the best outing from him. But then Keone Kella comes in one inning, gives up only one hit, uh, and strikes out one. Which, cool, nice to see that. We're going to see, is A.J. Peller kind of deciding to go with Keone, Kella, and Mark Melanson to fill in for the more expensive Trevor Rosenthal? Will that pay dividends? Will that end up being the smart move? Did he moneyball it correctly? We'll have to see uh, when the regular season comes along. Tim Hill, one of my favorite Padres, to be honest with you, just because it's never a dull moment. With Tim Hill, the way he pitches. He goes, what? It ain't only giving up one hit. Uh, no runs, no walks, no strikeouts, nothing like that. Um, I mean, I just love his rotation. He looks like the type of guy that is going to hit every single batter. But he sometimes, he just does it somehow. He throws really up up in the zone, and, and players swing for it. So, Tim Hill is pretty effective, even if he's not going to wow you on the stat sheets. He's a pretty good back-of-the-bullpen type of pitcher, and he was okay for the team last year. And we're going to need him to step up a little bit, considering all the injuries that the bullpen has had so far. Um, so, shout-out to Tim Hill. Um, that's basically the most important things on the pitching side of things. Uh, Jake Cronenworth with a rare uh, two-strikeout game. I mean that, like he had one of the lowest strikeout rates among qualified, like second basemen who were at least you know good second baseman uh, last year. In his three at bats, he struck out twice, um, but it's okay because, like you, like I mentioned, the Padres didn't win this game, and a lot of the reason for that is because the banes of my existence sometimes, uh, Eric Hosmer, and Will Byers both hit home runs today. Uh, very exciting. It's just, guys, I get it, I get it. Every time, I swear, every time I critique Eric Hosmer, man. Every single time, and I did it this week, sort of, when we were doing the top 10 questions that I have for 2021 Padres. It's so funny how much he immediately <laughs> proves me wrong. I mean, this started from last year. The One of the last podcasts I did, for people who aren't longtime listeners of the pod, one of the last podcasts that I did was called The Roast of Eric Hosmer. It was a two-part special edition thing where I brought on Ryland Styles of Lockdown Royals to first talk about, or it was actually my friend Alex Eichler I brought on first to talk about Hosmer and why he hasn't been good, essentially, because um, my friend Alex, he, he's a Royals fan, um, at least at least part-time Royals fan. And then Ryland, who is literally absolutely a Royals fan and he does Lockdown Royals, he comes on and we talked about biggest Albus Tross contracts in the league. Um, and I, actually, I might have to have him on again. I might have uh, Riley out again to talk about Albatross contracts and if there's any new ones based on what we saw last year. I feel like J.D. Martinez might be one of those guys that uh, fits the bill this time. But anyway, that was a long tangent. Um, he hits a home run. Look, both of those guys, him and Myers, if they can repeat what they did last year, it's going to be huge to, um, in keeping the offense um, keeping it as good as last year. And and maybe hey, maybe hopefully better with players improving. Maybe Tatis goes even more off than usual. Who knows? But bottom line, those guys are going to be huge. I hope that they do well. In terms of Cleveland, this was a Shane Bieber game. Uh, He started, and he was good going three innings, only giving up one run on one hit and striking out five with no walks. Shane Bieber, probably one of the better pitchers in the league. I'm not going to talk about him too much because I plan on potentially talking about him next week. But, uh, yeah, not much to say there. The last thing I want to say is Cleveland – is just one of those teams that uh, I talked about this a lot over the off season. Um, I know that baseball has an issue of teams not paying up. I think Cleveland and Tampa Bay are the two most concerning teams because those teams are literally potential. They were literally in the playoffs. One of them in the World Series, and I think that the fact that they seem to be going the other direction is very bad. This team is going to be relying heavily on their pitching this year and. I guess hoping that Jose Ramirez can be just this MVP type of candidate, and I think he kind of can be in the American League, to be honest with you. That guy's just a silver slugger machine, basically, at this point. Um, So I know that Cleveland's got a great fan base, but I do feel bad that they seemingly are just not all that intent, uh, Reinsdorf's and all that intent on making their team a winner. So that really stinks about uh, Cleveland. But, you know, all this stuff I just talked about, it was not even the biggest story of the game. Uh, The biggest story of the game from the Padres' point of view is Trent Grisham. It was Trent Grisham and his injury, but before we kind of dive into that my thoughts on that guys i want to talk to you about betonline.ag that's right guys betonline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action football might be over but the nba college basketball and the nhl are in full swing and like i've been saying at the beginning of this baseball will be here before you know it they've got all their future bets and on that too you can they even cover awards and TV shows and reality TV, they have everything on Bet Online. It's really awesome with real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. You know how they say nothing in life is free? Well, Online is the exception, I guess you could say. Uh, head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's right. Just for, for signing up, you get money. Just for using money, you get extra money. It's pretty awesome, right? Uh, and remember to use the promo code LOCKED ON when you do that. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And another message to guys today on the Lockdown Today podcast, on the one year anniversary of the NBA shutting down due to COVID, an NCAA team is forced out of the tournament due to a positive test. Get more of the sports that you need in less time with the Lockdown Today podcast. Follow the Lockdown Today podcast on the radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's a good one. Alright, guys, back to things, back to the talking about last night's game. Everything I talked about is almost kind of irrelevant when compared to the biggest story of last night, which is that Trent Grisham appears to be injured. We don't know the full stats. I am recording this the night of um March eleventh, so it is it is actually actually just past midnight as I am recording this, so we do not know a full update at this point, but just reading some tweets, um, just reading from Kevin Acey, he said, still waiting on official word regarding Trent Grisham, he ran out a grounder in the third inning, limped ever so slightly as he passed the bag, but immediately appeared to signal to the dugout that he was coming out, arguably the first big setback of spring for the Padres, I don't even think it's arguable, I think this is easily the biggest setback for the spring for the Padres, uh Jay Singer called it a slight hamstring strain for Grisham, but we're going to see uh, still no updated, um, like full uh kind of diagnosis for Grisham. Apparently tomorrow morning will be big in terms of the evaluation. So that's kind of the big thing there. Um and I, I agree and A. J. Casaval also made this point. Of MLB.com. He said you could make a case for Trent Grisham as one the one player the Padres are least prepared to lose. I agree. One of the things I've talked about on this podcast, and I mentioned this last year, where the biggest concern for the Padres heading into last year was outfield. And that begins because they trade Manny Margo for Emilio Pagan, which obviously that trade didn't end up necessarily great last year, but you know, Manny Margo, not the greatest player in the world, especially offensively, and he's not even close to living up to the high prospect kind of um, status that he once had, but he definitely could play a pretty decent center field, so it, it became this thing where, you know, heading against last year, fam- Grisham Myers. Not awful for sure. I don't even think that the starting three is the issue. The issue was there was such a lack of depth. So the nightmare scenario for a lot of people was like, especially for Tommy Pham, who doesn't stay healthy, is what if he gets hurt? What if Grisham isn't all that great? You know, and we already know Myers isn't good in the outfield. That guy... You know, he's got a quick release, I guess, of the ball, you could say. He knows how to get to the ball and get it out of his arms back into the infield quickly, but he gets he's, has such a bad rage factor uh, compared to literally every other right fielder in the league that it almost doesn't matter if he throws the ball quickly or not because it took him 30 minutes to get there in the first place, right? And if you told people heading into last season, we're also going to lose Tommy Pham for most of the season, you would be like, this is going to be a nightmare. That re-emphasizes, just to go on a little bit of a tangent here, that reemphasizes how important Jake Cronenworth's breakout was last year because then it allowed for Jerickson Profar to have space and to move to the left field and make that... You know, Jerickson Profar isn't like a A-plus defender like Grisham is, but still not too bad for him to be able to fill in. It's just... Cronenworth is, is so huge. It really can't be understood how huge he is. So now the big thing is... With Grisham out, you could argue that he's the one player. I, I agree with Castell. You could argue he's the number one guy because I'm hoping that Fam is good, but it's not like Fam is an enormous plus in left field. Grisham's the gold glove guy. He is the anchor of that outfield defense. He's the captain of that outfield defense. And especially when you got a guy like Will Myers, you really need that. So Jorge Mateo... Jerks and Profar, maybe they might have to have Profar play center. Of course, we are projecting right now. This is all speculation. We don't know what the injury is with Grisham. As long as it's not a crazy big deal that limits him for a really long time, then you know we can breathe a sigh of relief. But for now, it's this is a tough one for sure. And one of the things I talked about on my top 10 questions uh, for the season was I was like, are we still sleeping on Grisham? Can he become an even better batter? I, I theorize, what if he becomes a 260, 370 guy? Like, that's awesome. Maybe he hits, like, 20 home runs, 20, 25 home runs, and he's an A-plus glove. That makes him, like, a top 40 player in the league immediately, you know? And, and you could argue even higher, actually. You could argue even higher. He becomes one of the 15 best outfielders in the league because of that defense, um, especially especially how valuable it is for the Padres team specifically, right? You know, all of that, everything that I've said just now, I actually wrote an article about uh, for Baseball FYI a couple months ago now, which, does, which feels weird to... To say that that was like a few months ago, I'm gonna self plug again and put that in the description. It was, I thought it came out really well. Uh, I thought it was a pretty good piece out on, on my part, just to, just to flex a little bit. But just to kind of uh, put a nice bow on this is, if Grisham is out for an extended period of time, we don't know how serious the hamstring is. I'd probably look at guys like Profar, maybe Mateo, who I think is going to make the team. Although, Mateo hasn't really impressed that much in spring so far. Uh, He's also been caught twice stealing, which is a big no-no, definitely, when you're trying to make a team, for sure. So, that's not good for Mateo, but... That's who I'm expecting. I don't really know of who else. I mean, Tucapita Marcano has been doing well. He came in and pinch ran. And speaking of stealing bases, he was able to steal a base. uh, But I don't think he's ready yet. I don't think that this is – it's so funny because guys like Tucapita Marcano were almost back in the day – Back in the day, as I'm like, not too long ago, maybe like four years ago, the type of players that if they're having a good spring training, we're like, yep, we're probably going to see them called up at some point to fill in because the Padres did not have nearly as deep of a roster as they have now. But now, all of a sudden, it's like, no, he probably doesn't really have much of a chance to make the roster. At least that's what it feels like, and especially based on what I've read, uh, he doesn't really have much of a chance. So it's a good thing that we've got these potentially interesting little flyers, you know, hanging out in the back of the end of the. Our roster chart and whatnot, our depth chart. I guess you could say. I know that's more of a football term, but still, our depth chart uh, that could be interesting, guys, if need be. But um, yeah, this is really bad. I my heart dropped when I saw this. Grisham is delightful, and I think he's one of the more. I I really think. I mean, I said it in my ten questions video. I think that he's that guy that if we didn't have. You know, the breakouts of Tatis and Jake Cronenworth and Nelson Lamette, and then you trade for Snell and Darvish, and then you you have Tatis become the ultimate superstar that he is, and... You know Manny Machado has a great season. If you don't have all that, we're all freaking out about Chuck Gershom right now, so hopefully this isn't a big deal. Um, On Monday's episode, it'll be the first thing I talk about. Uh, If it is, he is injured. We'll talk about it even more. If he's not injured, then I'm just going to breathe a sigh of relief and try to move on and maybe not tempt the fates any further. And hey, this is a big thing, because if this was, say, we're in the NL Central, it's not going to be as crazy, but in terms of just winning the NL West, it might come down to between the Padres and Dodgers, obviously, but it might come down to just to which team stays the most healthy. And with the Dodgers, they are a lot more well equipped, especially in the outfield, I think, honestly, especially everywhere, to survive some injuries uh, and get through the season. You know, if they lose some center field, that, you know, AJ Pollock, if that goes down, they still have some other guys, even at third base, second base. They have so much depth on that team. And that's why, rightfully, that they're projected to win the division. But. Still so we'll have to see. Looking forward to uh, hearing about it to, uh, or today at the time that you guys are listening to this. Um, and I'm hoping for the best for my boy. And now, guys, before we kind of close out and get into the last segment of the show, I want to talk to you about the best tasting protein bars. You already know what I'm talking about, don't you? I've been telling you about Built Bars, guys, from the beginning of time, it seems. From the beginning of this podcast, I I literally think they're one of the first ad reads I ever did. Uh, They're the best-tasting protein bars on the market, and they've been that way for a while now. They're amazing with low calories, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and an amazing taste due to their covered in 100% chocolate factor, and they're super soft and easy to chew. And now is the time. You know, we're in March, guys, and you guys might be familiar with uh, March Madness. Well, it's time for Built Bar Madness, guys. Today's matchup is Churro Puff and Cookies and Cream, right? And before we even, before I even address this matchup, I just want to say Apple Almond Crisp fell to Churro Puff. I'm not going to hate on Churro Puff. It is actually one of the few flavors I have not tried of Built Bar, and it sounds good. You know, who doesn't love a churro? But I'm just saying, Apple Almond Crisp going out in the first round, y'all did them dirty. This is like what happened with Wichita State. That one year when the NCAA and people were pretending like it wasn't some type of scheming and chicanery going on. Give me a break, guys. You're telling me you put UConn, UNC, Duke, and Louisville in their side of the bracket? Yeah, you knew exactly. You didn't want them to be the ones that made it out of there. Anyway, that's just one of my takes. <laughs> Randomly in the middle of this Bilt Bar thing. But in terms of Churro Puff and Cookies and Cream, I'm going to have to go with Cookies and Cream just because it is the flavor that I've had before. Uh, churro Puff, I have not. Although Cookies and Cream slightly... Not as good as another a friend of the pod, Ryland Styles, claimed it was. He said it was like his favorite flavor. Not my total favorite. Maybe in the top 7? Maybe? Maybe top 8? I don't know. So I'm picking Cookies and Cream anyway basically off of technicality. But if you guys want to check out every all the other matchups, go to BuiltBar.com or to at Built underscore Bar on Twitter. And remember, of course, most importantly, to use the promo code LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order of these fine tasting protein bars. Uh, that is LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And like I said, check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar ever. All right, guys, and we're back now, closing out the pod, doing some housekeeping, I guess you could say, uh, and some, you know, little smaller stories. And here's the thing. The one thing, the couple things I want to talk about is the Rangers this week were probably, shout out Bryce Paterik, who said the Rangers did something so bad that he found his way onto Lockdown Today. You guys go check out that on the Lockdown Today uh, podcast feed. Um, The Rangers announced uh, this week that they will be opening up at 100% capacity for, you know, opening day and whatnot for the beginning of the season. To read I'm reading from CBS Sports right now. In quotes, the Rangers are encouraged that the governor's office has given clearance for us to fully open Globe Life Field at the start of the 2021 Major League Baseball season, President of Business Operations and Chief Operating Officer Neil Leibman said in a press release Wednesday. In quotes, we will require all those who enter Globe Life Field to wear a mask or face covering and are working with Major League Baseball on some additional protocols required for player health and safety. We will continue to monitor developments and implement the necessary Public health measures. We are excited that Rangers fans will finally be able to experience all that Globe Life Field has to offer. Uh, this, of course, comes kind of on the heels of Texas Governor Greg Abbott lifting the state's mask mandate and also the restrictions on gathering last week, and kind of defiance of health officials. So this is kind of, uh, I guess, part of the course of that action. And I'm not going to get super political on here. Actually, I kind of am to a degree. Um, I think that this is what I don't like is this idea that you have to do it at the beginning. I don't understand why. You can't wait until a little bit longer. And it's crazy because it's officially basically been a year. It's March 12th, right? And I remember March 13th as kind of the day that, you know, I count it as the day when the NBA. When the NBA announced after the whole Rudy Gobert, patient zero, case zero, you know, agent zero. What is it called? Patient zero? forgot Case Zero, I forgot what the term is, Uh, when he, you know, obviously famously when he rubbed the mics, and that obviously is one of the more heinous kind of videos you can see now when you look back, him kind of mocking the whole thing, and then we end up going to shut down, spring training gets stopped, everything, and I'm sitting in the house doing videos with Gabrielle Starr and John Chick about our sports movie madness bracket, which I don't know how many people listened to that, but to be perfectly honest with you, uh, shout out to the diehard fans who did. Hey, it was a lot of content for people who might have been bored, and there wasn't much we could do during those times. I mean, it was tough. We had no news. Um, I just found this a little appalling because it's... I don't understand this... because why can't you just wait a little bit? I mean, we're, we're hearing uh, the president announced today that every adult in the country will be able to get a vaccine I believe by May 1st. That's the plan and whatnot, so... I just don't understand the rush it feels very it feels very cold and I'm not saying that people are going to get sick it's just the the chances you're taking here and the fact that you really can't enforce as much as you'd like everyone to wear a mask I mean you can try certainly but if you're releasing 100% like occupancy thankfully this is the Rangers it's not like this is the most coveted team in history but still it's a popular team for sure uh, you know they're probably not going to be very good this year probably they're not going to be very good this year the Rangers and I don't know look the way I viewed this is that a lot of people in my experience that who are complaining about the the mandates and complaining about the mass stuff it seems to be the same type of people who are complaining from the beginning and that's one of my issues is that it's not like you're complaining that you're you're annoyed at how long this has taken which honestly, in my opinion, you should have known from the beginning, or maybe not should have known, that's a little bit too, uh, you know, snobby uh, on my part, um, and, you know, kind of condescending on my part, I'd say that, you you know, I kind of was like one of those people who I was just like, yeah, I think we might be in here for a lot longer than people realize, and my issue is there is, I know people, I know people who were very against COVID, and a very, Not believing it was real to a degree, that it was being inflated. and I imagine some of you listening to this podcast probably think that too. And my issue is that this has been some constant thing from the beginning. And those people are still saying, you know, it's not like there are people who believed it at the beginning and then now they're like, oh my God, let us out already. You know, it's like the same sort of people. So it's it's a shame. I'm very sad that this became a political uh, punching bag, a political point. Uh, for you to believe in this, how much are for you to believe in it? What are your takes on it? That it wasn't just hey, let's all you know huddle up, let's be safe, and wait for this vaccine to come in and try and limit all this. Instead, there's five hundred thousand people dead, more than that now. It's just really sad. And looking back, like to the early days of this, it's funny how much that like the Padres themselves were great. They were great, but if you told me that to save lives, like I just can't go to. The Padres games, I mean, I wouldn't be able to. I live in New Jersey. But say you maybe save lives by not going to this Rangers game, then I don't understand why. I would rather look silly. I really would. I'd rather people make fun of me and say that you're being too much of a worry wart uh, than potentially leading to anyone dying or anyone even getting sick. This is not a fun virus to have by all accounts, right? Um, and I'm I'm really sad that other people don't view it that way. Um, And I don't want to get too morbid about this, but we're going to see how it all plays out. I don't think that the Pirates are going to be one of those teams that allow 100% capacity. Shout out to all the homies, the faithful homies in San Diego. I know you're all super excited for the games and what have you, but uh, I don't know. I just don't like the vibe of this one. I know there's a lot more that's probably going to come out about this story. Part of me actually thinks that this might not stick, but we'll have to see, I guess. Um, But yeah, those are my thoughts on that, guys. Uh, One year. One year that we've basically all been in this, you know... Absolutely crazy this past year, and, you know, hopefully, hopefully better times are ahead. But with that all said, guys, before we kind of officially really start winding on the podcast, uh, I want to talk to you about fantasy baseball, more specifically Locked On Fantasy Baseball. Fantasy baseball addicts and nerds and degenerates, in the case of myself, you guys now have a new resource to help you get an advantage To win your leagues, locked on fantasy baseball. It's a daily fantasy baseball podcast hosted by veteran fantasy analyst Scott Cullen, who uses data and nearly two decades of fantasy baseball experience to offer the strategies and waiver wire pickups that lead to league wins. The man is a winner. Mr. Scott Cullen is a winner. Season-long Fantasy, Dynasty Leagues, DFS, Locked On Fantasy Baseball coverage at all. Subscribe to the Lockdown Fantasy Baseball podcast wherever you get your podcast. And now in terms of the future of the show, guys, uh, you know, for Friday's game, uh, today's game they're playing against the Oakland A's, the Padres are, and then Saturday they're playing against the D-backs, and then Sunday they get Cincinnati, which is one of the more weird teams that I have literally no idea about anything about that team, by the way. So I'm actually... I might tune in for that one just because I'm a little bit curious to hear about any commentary about the Reds because I know nothing about them. Uh, so for next week's pod, though, guys, um, we're going to be talking about some of the games over the weekend. We'll obviously be talking about any Grisham updates that might be important to go over. And also next week, a uh, little bit delayed on this. I probably should have done this this week already, but I already had shows planned out. Uh, we're going to be going over MLB uh, MLB stats, or I should say Fangraphs put out their like projected their top ten rotations according to Fangraphs. Um, for the the baseball season and I want to talk about that and give my take on it not just who should go up or down in my opinion uh there's a certain team that's involved in that top 10 obviously the Padres and what teams I think deserve to be in that top 10 that maybe weren't in there also planning on having Aram Layton on the show next week to talk about some prospect stuff really excited for that it's been a while since I talked to him ready to nerd out and honestly I just gave my idea uh gave myself the idea over the course of this recording might do another uh an update on me and Ryland's talk last year about Albatross contracts and I'm gonna go back and listen to that and then kind of we're gonna talk again hopefully and then uh add any other people to that list or maybe even take people off maybe Eric Hosmer might not be on the the Albatross contract list uh, anymore. I don't know. We'll see. And uh, I'm going to be reaching out to a bunch of other people uh, over the course of next week. It should be fun. No Division Day pod for next week. We'll be off for that. But still, don't worry, guys. Lots of great content coming your way for next week. And with that all being said, guys, that about does it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, the only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, wherever you get it. Overcast, that's the app that I use. Uh, Wherever you get it, you'll find it. And be sure to send me some five-star reviews while you're at it on the Apple Podcasts app. I would very greatly appreciate that. Follow the show on Twitter, which is at LO underscore Padres, or my personal account, which is at Javapeno. And until next time, stay safe and, of course, stay faithful. My fire faithful homies, take care.